Hey everyone, welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris. Uh, I may be doing this podcast in different locations over the next uh, few weeks, depending on where I am and what kind of setup is available to me. Um, right now, I'm actually uh, staying at my parents' house and I'm uh, in their dining room and it's kind of late right now, so uh, most of the house is in bed and so I have a little time uh, to do a, a short podcast on crew. Um, we, we've done a few videos about this last week and what's going on, just to bring everyone up to speed. Uh, crew has been going woke over the last few years, really since Crew 15, uh, their staff conference. Uh, they were uh, promoting social justice at Crew 17 and Crew 19. Many of you know I went through a lot of the Crew 19 videos. That, that was a conference I watched just about every main session for, and man, that was a lot. Um, a lot of social justice, not a lot of gospel. I think only one speaker I found actually shared even a rudimentary gospel. Uh, but anyway, all that to say, uh, there's been a battle within crew and there was a group of concerned staff members who decided to go to the leadership with their concerns. They compiled a document uh, that expressed their concerns. This was not received all that well. The group was asked to disband essentially, but then that document was leaked by progressives, uh, not by the uh, folks in the concerned group, but by, I guess, a mole who had, according to a staff member who came out recently, uh, who had been part of the group, and they leaked it, and so now it's out there. And, um, and, and so where we're at right now is the Lenses uh, Institute, which was one part of CREW, uh, they decided to shut down their North American, or their uh, Amer United States, I'm trying to remember now, I think it's North American office, they're going to leave it open in other countries, but in, in the United States at least, and I think in North America, uh, they're deciding to shut it down and they're, they're kind of acting like an underdog. And I did some videos on this. I'm like, are they really the underdog? You know, they're, they're like so uh, persecuted and crew, crew uh, is against them. And this is just a, it's a tactic that is often used by the social justice side when they're not in any kind of uh, imminent danger or if they're just limited just a little bit, uh, they act like it's so, they're, they're being persecuted. Uh, and uh, there's all these powerful forces that are against them because they stand for justice or something. And, and this is, it's a manipulative tactic, especially for Americans. Americans love an underdog. They're very, tend to be very compassionate people. And uh, they, anyone would be bullied or persecuted. That's a horrible thing. And so they, they portray themselves that way in their own narrative. Uh, so this is kind of bringing us up to where we are now. And so I just wanted to share a few things. I wanted to ask this question first. Um, what is CREW? What are they? Uh, are they an organization for the spread of the gospel, uh, fulfilling the Great Commission, discipleship? Or are they a political organization? And um, right now, CREW is such a big organization, it's probably a mix. It's probably, uh, depending on where you are in CREW, you may not know that there's a whole lot of social justice stuff going on. In other places, that's all you may be hearing. And so this is, um, th this is really, th this is a, a problem for leadership because uh, there's some crazy stories that are going out there. I've shared some of them. One of them, the craziest one I think was a CREW staff member who reached out to me and said they were told to go to a an art exhibit on homosexual art. It was raunchy and they were not allowed to evangelize. They were just supposed to get to know gay culture and this was part of their training as crew. 
staff. And so th th there's crazy things like that going on, but then there's other people in different local ministries who just don't know about any of this. And so how widespread is it? I do know it's very widespread. Now, crew's huge though, so I don't know what, I could, I don't know what percentage to put on it. Um, but if their staff conferences are any indication about where the organization's headed, it's been very bad. Uh, overwhelmingly focused on social justice, uh, hardly any gospel content. And so um, I wanted to, to share with you uh, just a few things. Um, one is I, I had shared this screenshot last uh, in one of the videos last week, and uh, it's from a crew staff member, I'm assuming, but it, uh, they characterized me, and they spelled my name wrong, uh, as a nationalistic racist heretic. And so I laughed at that a little bit uh, because... <laughs> I, I just thought as someone who spelled my name wrong too, calling me these things, it is just, it's just it is meaningless. So when it's just it's all emotion. There's no it's there's it's just no attempt to back any of this. How am I a heretic? Uh, racist? You know what, what that that word means nothing anymore. It just it's just something that it, it means you're an evil man because we don't like you. It's pretty much what it means. There's there's it doesn't actually describe anything anymore. Uh, nationalistic. Um, it, how? In what sense am I nationalistic? In the sense that I love my country, or uh, what? So, I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about Bill Bright a little bit, who founded Crew, and how he might be described by social justice advocates inside Crew, uh, the, the the kind of social justice advocates who might have said this about me. But but why why focus on this? Why bring this up again? Well, I got a uh, an email from someone who uh, worked with Bill Bright back in the day, and they have um, a, a son, I guess, who uh, attended Crew, and I'm, I'm going to leave some of this out just because I, I don't want to identify this person, but I'll read for you part of the letter I received, or the, the message. Um, so this person says their son was in a Crew Bible study uh, few, some years ago, and um, there was a, uh, a Lenses board member who was part of it, and um, yeah, they went super woke. And so uh, this person sent this lens leader, lenses leader, a book, which I had recommended, Social Justice vs. Biblical Justice by E. Calvin Beisner. And um, he was not happy with that. So this lenses leader, a uh, crew lenses leader, said, I received a, she says, uh, I received a scathing reply, not interacting with the material, but with the author. And this, this is a tactic, guys. You've got to realize it, and you've got to dismiss it every time you hear it. Well, that author is fill in the blank. Um, okay, well, deal with the argument. Deal with deal with the material presented. This is a way they get away with not ever dealing with what they say or do because they always go ad hominem. Just about in every circumstance, it's it's lazy, and it doesn't actually. It's not interesting. It doesn't move anyone any direction. All it does is uh, enhance the flames that are already burning uh, in in this controversy. It doesn't actually get you anywhere, and. Uh, it needs to just be ignored. Who cares? What if, what if the author really was a horrible person? Are some of the things they said uh, true? Um, and and that's, I, I really think that's where we need to focus. Now, I, I'm not saying that um, the views of a particular author don't have an impact sometimes on what an author says, but uh, at, at this point, they're not actually, that's not what they're trying to do. They're not trying to say, well, here's where this person has a view that is evil and it winds up in their material, right? Uh, what they're trying to do is 
just without any kind of, uh, without reading the book, without really any kind of logical interaction with it, dismiss the whole thing. They're not going to the book to show you where the incorrect ideas are. It's just attack the man. It's just that hominem. So here's what happens with E. Calvin Beisner. Um, per, the, per, this person wasn't happy with it, uh, re received a scathing reply. He's a nationalistic racist heretic. That's what they say about E. Calvin Beisner, this lenses leader. And so this person who wrote me this letter uh, says the exact words are the, it's the same words that they used about me. And he says the author was also anti-mask, pro-Trump, and uh, pro-General Lee, as is John Harris. So spelling, spelling my name with the, the same way. So this person's against E. Calvin Beisner, against me, and using the same exact uh, verbiage. And so this is what this person who worked with Bill Bright concluded. She said, I think they have a memo out on you. He proceeded to say, if I didn't apologize for sending, sending him such devastating material, he never wanted to have contact with me again. There's no interest in actually moving the discussion forward. There's no interest in uh, humility and being corrected if you're wrong. There's no interest in, um, if other people are wrong, giving them the opportunity to be corrected. It is all uh, it is demonization. That's all it is. This is the way revolutionaries talk. And this needs to be, um, this needs to be denounced in the strongest possible terms. It's not how Christians act. It's not how fellow, you can't have a country when people act this way about each other. Uh, so I wanted to just uh, briefly show you. Here um, is Bill Bright, right? Bill Bright, the president or the founder of uh, Campus Crusade for Christ, now crew. And I want to show you some of the things that he said about uh, first General Lee, General Robert E. Lee. This is Bill Bright uh, in a book on, let's see, I don't, I should have the title of the book here. It's in chapter five of whatever book it was. Uh, you can probably go look at it easily online at Google Books. Um, anyway, here, here are the words of Bill Bright in a book he wrote, and I, I wish I would have put the, the title of it, but it's, um, Revere the Lord's Name is the name of the chapter. Commandment three. After the American Civil War, the managers of the infamous Louisiana Lottery approached former Confederate General Robert E. Lee and asked if he would let them use his name at, in their scheme. They promised that if he did, he would become rich. Lee, a devout follower of Christ, straightened up, buttoned his gray coat, and shouted, Gentlemen, I lost my home in the war. I lost my fortune in the war. I lost everything except my name. My name is not for sale. And if you fellows don't get out of here, I'll break this crutch over your heads. Misusing someone's name is always wrong. Have you ever asked? So he goes and uses it as an illustration. Bill Bright using General Lee as a positive illustration in one of his books. So I wonder what the Lenses thinks of Bill Bright, the founder of their organization. How about this? Um, Bill Bright on America. And by the way, this took me less than five minutes to find these quotes. Uh, I'm sure there's a whole bunch more. The Ten Commandments, he says, in, in a, this is a book on how to understand the Bible. The Ten Commandments and all of God's laws are like the granite monuments. They are unchangeable, written in the stone of God's standards. I know that God's laws are the only way back, the only way that America will survive. Yet Americans are turning their backs on the standards that make their country great and moral. Sounds like he wants to make America great, huh? Uh, here's another uh, quote. If America insists on being the major exporter of pornography, the major importer of drugs, and promotes immoral degeneracy, she will pay a price. God cannot tolerate us further, as someone once said. Unless God chastens America, he will have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. So, he, so why is he so concerned about America? And by the way, he's not mentioning racism there. He's not mentioning the things that social justice warriors are so concerned about. He's mentioning 
uh, drugs and immoral degeneracy, um, pornography, these kinds of things. Uh, not very in step with the, the, the times, but he has a concern for America. And here's what he said about communism. A careful examination of the community strategy to capture the college campuses of America reveals that it is happening here. If America is to remain free or if America is to regain her strength morally and spiritually, it will be because individually we have become awakened to our dependence upon Christ. Bill Bright was very much part of the moral majority stuff, uh, or at least the religious right stuff. Uh, Bill Bright was very much part of, um, when he started out Campus Crusade, wanting to scale back communism on the college campuses. Uh, he loved this country. He was very patriotic. Uh, this, this is the man who started the organization that Lenses uh, is part of and that uh, the social justice warriors who have taken over crew are part of and the weak need people in the leadership of crew are part of um, and they don't none of that reflects any part of bill bright in fact they're demonizing people who think like bill bright uh, calvin beisner myself uh, at least maybe we're not in lockstep on everything but on some of these basic things they, they would say the same things about bill bright that they're saying about me and, and uh, the same things about Calvin Beisner and who, whoever else. And this is very telling. This is not Bill Bright's Campus Crusade any longer if this is the kind of thing that uh, is acceptable in the organization. Now, I wanted to share with you something. Uh, this is fascinating, and this is, takes took a lot of bravery, I think, in some ways. Uh, this is excellent, though. This is an absolutely excellent whistleblower video uh, by uh, Joe Ludwinkowski. Joe Ludwinkowski was the executive director of Crew Military as of two and a half weeks ago. And him and, and two um, others uh, who were part of that organization uh, resigned. And he made a video and talked about it. And I want you to listen to what he has to say. Here he is. Hello, friends. Joe Lubikowski here. I'd like to tell you a story. It's the story of our experience as your leaders during the past seven years. Lydia and I believe that this may be helpful to you since our resignation letter has taken most of you by surprise and it appears that our decision was spur of the moment. Nothing could be further from the truth. For seven years we have contended for military ministry within the broader organization. We've sought to emphasize the uniqueness of the global military community and how military ministry is uniquely positioned to reach the members of the military. In addition, we fought for emphasizing the verbal proclamation of the gospel. And we've tried to be an advocate for military ministry as a unique, standalone ministry. Since Crew 15, I've written every senior crew leader expressing my concerns about our staff conferences, the emergence of critical race theory as a guiding philosophy within Crew, and about what I've seen as a departure from our original mission and vision. I've tried to be a voice against philosophical changes I've observed in crew. I've argued against teachings based on critical race theory being included in new staff orientation, in IBS, and SLI. Multiple letters without one official reply. This culminated recently in a letter signed by General Osters, Abel, and myself to the chairman of the CCCI Board of Directors on May 10th. We were writing as executive directors who were responsible for stewarding the ministry for over half of its lifetime. And we clearly, using very direct language, expressed our concerns about the direction of crew and our lack of faith in its leaders.
we asked to be allowed to stand alone as a ministry and to report directly to the board. Again, without an official reply. After waiting for two months and with no one else to appeal to, Lydia and I decided to resign, decided to resign and write our letter to you. As we see it, this was the culmination of seven years of being marginalized. To be clear, our letter is our letter. No one on the senior leader team had any part in writing or sending it. As a matter of fact, they were very upset and very against our sending it. While we love them and appreciate their input, we are on our own road and we're remaining true to the course the Lord set for us since Crew 15. We see our resignation as our final step of obedience. Please understand that your military ministry leaders are in a tough spot. They did not write the letter, but they have to live with the fallout from it. Pray for them and encourage them. Let them know where you stand on these issues. Make your voice heard so that they can effectively lead. The surprise and shock of our letter has created was inevitable. For seven years, we deliberately did not share what was going on behind the scenes. We were hopeful that we would prevail and that we would be able to operate in accordance with our founder's vision all the way up until the end. We had hoped that we'd be allowed to stay in the transition out over the next six months. But after meeting with Mark Gothier and an HR representative from Crew on June 30th, that was no longer an option. We are currently praying through our future. One thing we do know is that we will continue to be a voice against critical race theory, against the notion of wokeness, against the social gospel, against any racism, and all other liberal ideologies. We believe that our experience could help other leaders who are trying to do the same thing. We would ask that you do two things. First, read the Seeking Clarity and Unity document that I have linked to this email. It is very well written and it gives you all the information you need to know to understand where CREW is as an organization. Second, we would ask that you pray and ask the Lord what your personal response should be. These are important times. The fate of military ministry depends on staff members and their ministry partners to make their opinions known. We must all take a stand on these issues. There is no middle ground. Lydia and I are at peace, believing that we've been faithful to the Lord and to the vision of the leaders who established this ministry over 50 years ago. Bill and Vonette Bright, Jack and Barbara Fain, giants of the faith. Without them, military ministry would not exist. Lydia and I are no longer on staff with crew. And although the bylaws of the executive committee allows former executive directors to remain on as part of the XCOM for life, we are not being allowed that option. So it looks like our time with you has come to an end. We cherish the time that we did have with you and will always be thankful for the part we were allowed to play in the movement to take the gospel to the global military community. It has been a highlight of our lives. Now it's time for you to write your part of the Mill Men story. We love you, God bless you, and God bless military ministry. That was powerful stuff. 
and there's part of me that wishes a bunch of people would have come forward with these videos a few years ago when there was probably still a chance but uh, I'm not and, and I'm not just talking about crew I'm talking about just in general this movement has gone so fast but look if you're in an organization maybe consider doing something like this I mean that his tone is excellent you can tell he cares uh, but he is trying to warn people about what's happening in the organization and the more videos like this come out the harder it is for people within crew especially in leadership to prove to donors that they're not going woke because clearly they are clearly that this is what's going on in crew on a mass scale so wanted to bring that to your attention um, this is just uh, following up some of the crew stuff from last week I hope we don't have to talk about crew a whole lot more but uh, I did want to update you on that since I've been um, covering it here and there uh, more coming this week I think the podcast will be a little sporadic with all my travels and everything but I want to try to bring you podcasts when I can uh, as often as I can and for your encouragement I hope the Monday uh, motivation video was helpful to you um, I'm, I'm encouraged that uh, even though there's a lot of negative things going on there's a lot of people waking up there's a lot of people realizing what's happening and the Lord um, is always on the move he's always going to use uh, those who are in him to do his will uh, when they submit to him and they're open to that so be open to it. Be open to uh, serving Him wherever you are and, uh, and love the people around you. Uh, that's an important thing, to, to love those who are closest to you, love those in your community, uh, and be willing to sacrifice for them if need be. I think if more people were like that and willing to risk their reputations, we wouldn't be in the predicament we're in. But, uh, but we can always start now. So, so go out, spread the gospel, and, um, and be, uh, be brave. And uh, that's all I got for you today. Hope that was helpful. God bless. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.